Hello friends, I am so happy you found your way here. My name is Mark, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. I'll be your camp host tonight. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. I hope you know that you're in for a treat. A London Wolf is here tonight to join us around the virtual campfire to drop some serious wisdom. Now, London's an old friend of Hobo Safe Camp and the virtual campfire. Uh, she was actually on episode two, way back in the beginning of this adventure. Then she joined us again on episode 25, so when this is over, you really should go back and listen to those two episodes as well. And, and uh, you can kind of track her progress to the present. In fact, go back and listen to all the Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire episodes. I'm not sure how it happened, but I have had the pleasure of talking to some pretty amazing people over the years. And a lot of it has to do with social media. That's where I meet all these amazing people. So be sure to follow me on Instagram, at ArtBellIsDead. And also be sure to follow at OpenLinesRadio for updates on all the new episodes of all the Open Lines netcasts. And also follow at HoboSafeCamp for updates on this here virtual campfire netcast. And while you're out there on Instagram following those accounts, be sure to go follow London Wolf. She is at london.wolf.healing. That's W-O-L-F-E. She's on Instagram. It's just, it's amazing how connections can come into existence in Ether. And if you have a podcast idea or you want to add your voice to the collective that is Open Lines Radio, please send me a DM on Instagram, either at Art Bell is Dead or at Open Lines Radio. And let's see what we can do to get you into this amazing family of netcasters. And if you're not really ready to add your voice, but you still want to support Open Lines Radio, if you're feeling generous, please visit www.openlinesradio.com. Hit that donate button or go to uh, paypal.me slash openlines and send us a donation. Every little bit counts as we start to expand and evolve. And um, it, just, it just helps with operating costs and just the little things that keep us, keep us going. Um, okay, let's get to London Wolf. She's just such an amazing person. I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Let's just jump in. And for that to happen, you know what you need to do. You need to pick up the magical tin can telephone that filters all voices through love, put it up to your ear, open yourself up for some truth, because it's coming at you as a burst of energy in the form of music to your ears. London Wolf, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along Ain't got no one to love me No place to call my home Things are shifting Um... It's been a radical transitional period for me um, the last couple of months, definitely. I am um, wrapping up, I will assume, a very deep self-love experience. And um, it wasn't something that I willingly walked into. It was something that was necessary. Um, But I'm birthing some new projects getting ready to launch my website in a couple of weeks. Uh, Right now, I'm just really active on social media, Facebook and Instagram, but I'm very excited to 
birth this project because it's a culmination of all the things that I've learned the last couple of months. So, nice. in a nutshell, nice. that's right. That sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it feels like I just barely talked to you, and then I just I realized that it's been, like, over a year, I think. Yeah. The last time we did this was before I moved to California. And here I am a year and a half. Next month, make a year and a half in California. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Welcome. A little late, but welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It feels really awesome to be in the same time zone with you. (laughs) Yeah, it makes it really easy to to, uh, do this. I'm not having to do math to figure out times at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you just called to my spirit. Like, you know, I see I see you're still doing your thing and I admire your work and such. And I was like, you know what? Let me check in with him. Like, it, it's been a while. Let's connect. You know, I, I like for people who I consider part of my soul tribe, whether we speak once or, you know, how it goes yeah. um, to to be a part of me up leveling and, and then, you know, seeing you up level. So I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to, to connect, even if it's just once every year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Let some things happen so we have something to talk about, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and it doesn't even feel like it. It's, it feels like I just talked to you yesterday, you know? <laughs> that might be the social media part of it, because we do kind of see into each other's lives kind of on a yeah. daily, weekly basis. That's true. That's really true. Well, that's one up. Uh, for social media. (laughs) (laughs) So what's been going on the past, well, what what was going on prior to the past couple months that triggered these past couple months? Okay. So I, let's, let's just go back to me coming to California. Okay. So I, I moved out here August, 2017 with the eclipse um (laughs) that happened i moved the day after um that was quite an experience yeah i knew i was coming in so you came with some energy yes i brought some (laughs) stuff here (laughs) so um i i I had landed a job in my other field which is all about um children and so i pretty much hit the ground running with that The, the day after i got here i went straight to work um and Yeah, it was like, I was nervous, um, you know, excited, but just as of myself that I was able to overcome everything that was trying to stop me from moving. And I did it myself. So that was a great victory for me. Um, But a little after I got here, um, lessons started to kick in in other areas of my life that kind of like put a monkey wrench in what I thought was the vision at the time of me being here. So I just, it was a lot of um, perseverance and a lot of um, uh, strategic (laughs) moving um, to make things level out for me. But it became like kind of um, strenuous and my soul just was like, I couldn't take it anymore. You know, like I found myself doing a lot of like outward help and giving, 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 and it was really depleting me. And I, I was, my health was starting to fail on me. Um, my confidence got really low due to things that was going on. And then I just decided that I had to let everything go. So I, I consulted with my spirit team and then they gave me a time frame. And then I tell the story. I went to go see Eric Thomas, one of my favorite speakers. And I say he actually catapulted me to this change of 
totally stepping out on faith when I realized going to see him that he is doing what I want to do in some capacity. And where I was was not allowing that to be. So I had to take a leap of faith. I had to just jump off and see where it was going to take me. So that's when I did that around September of last year. And um, then I just started to come more into my feminine energy, something that life conditioning throughout my experiences didn't really allow me or I wasn't fully in touch with it to understand I needed to create boundaries for it. So I started to dance more. I'm going to launch a Zumba platform this year because of it. I'm excited about that. (laughs) I I started to honor my body, my sexuality, you know, and what that all meant to me. And I started to realize how awesome it was to receive, you know, still working with the capacity of receiving. Like sometimes my mind is like, well, that's enough. You know, you're receiving too much. And then my spirit is like, but you need you need it, though. (laughs) You know, like you're not done. Like there's no time frame on this. Like you need to flow and and just let it come as much as possible. So that's kind of where I am now. Um, I know that this part of my journey is a little more testing because it's like totally outside of my control. The first couple months of me letting go, I kind of had some control because I planned it properly, you know, financially and such. Now I'm at a part where it's like spirit is stepping in and I'm just being called to do little things. And it's triggering that masculine part in me, you know, that's like, uh, but this needs to get paid. But this (laughs) needs to get done. Spirit, I don't know what time you're operating on, but uh, (laughs) I can't tell the bill collector that Spirit is gonna pay. Yeah, Yeah, but but you need you need you need both voices. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you do. So now I feel like the energy is you know we having that these these um little bit of time between eclipse and full moons and new moons and stuff. So we're starting the year off with a bang. but now I feel that energy is more supportive to masculine stuff, you know, yeah. like that Venus retrograde was actually beneficial to me. It was deep healing, very deep healing, but it was a time of honoring the goddess. Now I feel like we're going more into that masculine energy where it's like now you it's crunch time in spirit's eye. Um, so when the blessings do come, we're going to get tenfold because we're kind of like delayed from where we should be. Or not pass. <laughs> do you think we're delayed or do you think we just weren't ready yet? I think they're the same thing. Okay. When you're not ready, you're delayed. So I, I feel like there's some, it's like a karmic healing that's going on and it's really deep rooted. So there's some things that we're not willing to let go of. And that's what's being triggered in this cycle because the next space, the next, next space, the next stage is really a true new beginning. And I was explaining to people, I'm like, before it was like, all right, this is another part, another part, another part. But it was kind of like the same circumstances. This time, it's a total up-leveling, which is beautiful, but it's very, very healing and it's very, it's very triggering. And it's just truly removing all that yucky stuff inside. I feel that, too. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I don't know, maybe it's just that because we've been leveling up over the course of the last maybe it's just a maturity a spiritual maturity now that yes it just feels like we're able to handle things a little bit differently and maybe they're and i'm just i just relate it to me and i think everybody's like that but but maybe that's just like people who are kind of like coming into our 
own at that same time a couple years ago were all kind of rising together. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree with that. And and it's, I mean, like my ability to read energy has changed. You know, it's all about seeing it in a certain light. Like things may not have turned out as expected um, according to our ego's will. Right. But there's a lot of gifts that are being birthed right now. There's a lot of alliances that are being made. It's just, it's more of a slower process than our urgency would like it to right. be. Exactly. Um, you know, but then there's also, like, I like angel numbers and Joanne Scribes, her site, I really, really like it. And 220 has always been my number, but I didn't know why. And then when I read the meaning, it's all about divine timing. And now I've read more into it. And I see it's not just about divine timing. It's about doing what you can and letting spirit do the rest. And that's why I feel we're at now. Like we're so used to doing the big piece too, you know, because our ego was a little more in control where now spirit is like, well, maybe the only thing I want you to do is write a list. And we're like, but I want to like run the business and do all this other stuff. And spirit's like, no, I just want you to write the list and then I'll do the rest of the, the pieces for you. And it's not like just a portion in our journey of being supported. Now it's like this new paradigm is being birthed where that's the process, period. It's literally about living in accordance to divine timing and doing the little bit that spirit asks you to do. Whether that little bit be a lot at the moment is nothing compared to what spirit is going to do, you know? Yeah, right. It sounds like you've been uh, really, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to, how to put it, like just coming into I, I don't know it's like it's like they're, 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 you're definitely on the precipice of change yes it's like it's like the cocoon is about to burst open is what it feels like oh yeah and when you said that I got chills <laughs> part of me is like not yet a little bit just maybe you know <laughs> yeah, fold that one wing <laughs> yeah you know can you just put a little carpet out like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's exactly what it is and it's kind of scary um, to come into that deeper level of self. I mean, I've learned so much about me. Like there was parts of my personality or my soul imprint that I would kind of like, you know, like suppress inside of me, right? Because I didn't feel it was, it's still undoing the conditioning that I've received throughout my life of um, where I was told that I'm shining too brightly, you know, or, or you know, like just hold back type of energy right. and now it's like me giving myself the permission that I don't have to do that and then it's like all right I'm really really powerful but sometimes that power like kind of goes beyond me and then I get scared of it at times and, and it's like okay I, I need to work with this element a little bit more um, but the key word that I developed during the summertime was freedom and realizing that I need more freedom in my life I don't have to be this person that's responsible for not only my stuff which is a huge mission and and then putting other people's stuff on me like I don't have to be the really responsible one all the time if that makes sense yeah like it's okay for me to just be and only do a little bit and chill you know and that allows my power to flow more easier that allows me to feel more confident about myself and to relate to people more because I have room in my life for me. That, that seems to kind of be a theme right now is, is 
people giving themselves the the permission to be rather than being rather than just going along with the system you know and and what yeah. the, and what the system tells you to do it seems like people are coming to a place where they're stepping out and saying no I don't want to do that anymore I don't want to I don't want to do that 9 to 5 rat race I don't want to do the same things that everyone who's come before me has done I want to right. just be I want to experience and it it's almost it's almost like I don't know. I guess it comes in waves. It's like a new renaissance kind of is happening where people are yeah. letting letting go of like the old ways that things were done and like no, like we we need to live a little. Yeah, like this isn't right. Like this is kind of like a controlled system, and I I don't feel alive. Like it's it's a really good movement, you know. Mm-hmm. I call it like the rise of the former people pleaser, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like all of us sensitive souls who have been catering to others, we're like, no, I don't have to do that anymore. It doesn't feel good. Like I'm busting out. So all of us late bloomers are rising up right now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> it's it's like suddenly like like the, we're we we're like the one of the the lesser dogs in the pack suddenly becoming the alpha dog. You know what I mean? Yes. And saying, hey, you know what? Yes. No, I'm in charge here. Yes. And, and we actually always were in charge. We just didn't know. Like, I always tell people, you don't suppress what's weak. You suppress what's strong. Because if it's weak, it doesn't need to be suppressed. It's already weak. But if it's strong and you know it's strong, you're going to give it a force to keep it down. Yeah. And that's what the system has been designed to do. Like, us people realizing who we are and not even just, like, within the current paradigm, but having the, the conscious knowledge of how things actually operate on a divine level – we are very powerful. We are a threat to that old system, you know? Right, right. So now that we're rising up and realizing that, I see like this huge shift of like entrepreneurs coming out here in the world, like selling the most randomest items, but they're aligning with their souls. And it's and spirit is like, I'll support you. Like you have an audience. I see people who are like doing um, things they never done before for hobbies because it, it makes them feel alive. It's like you no longer have to do that. And then people like myself and you who are like, you know, public figures that are like connecting with others to give a voice to people and putting ourselves out there. Like I tell people every time I write a post, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, am I going to share this truth? (laughs) And then and then it goes as far as sharing it. Then I log out as if I'm hiding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see. I don't know where the comments going to be. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't know. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, gosh. They're going to, like, logging out really does something. Like, okay, I'm going behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go through, like, this whole thing. Like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. But then I remember, like, I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for other people, particularly, you know, I, I have two passions. One for women, which which would be, like, owning your sexual identity and and not in a way of just like physical, but just period. Right. You know, and then for men, I hold space for them to honor their spirituality so that they can have more respect for the divine feminine. So yeah, it's definitely something. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying too, when about how the weak doesn't need suppressing it's our, it's, it's already weak. Yes. It's almost, and it just made me think of when we're first coming into, I guess, like spiritual awareness or a consciousness awareness or, you know, just that there's something bigger at play. 
we kind of start looking at these things and we're and it's almost with like wonder and delight like like oh i'm this oh i have this quality oh i've got this and at first it's kind of fun but once that's all out there then you have to make the conscious effort to be this this is yes. who i am and that's when it gets hard yes absolutely that is where it gets hard but that's where it's actually real right in my opinion right and i sometimes like don't know how to conceptualize my own self like i've always been someone who expressed themselves in an authentic manner but i don't feel that i own that authenticity until like well i'm starting to own it more you know yeah. and I, I used to be like i would do stuff that was considered like on it on the edge um and i'm like am i being like authentic am i like really showing myself i don't feel it and you know when you go through those stages of people ridiculing you or like laughing at you or you know just not accepting you or trying to suppress you and pull you into their ways that's when you really really learn to stand in your power and really be yourself because to be honest depending on the circumstances that can take you out right. you know constantly being judged and i i tell people now <laughs> If they ask me something where I feel as though I am, like, explaining myself, you know, it's a difference between, like, introducing myself and explaining myself, at least from my experience. Um, I tell them, go Google it and research it, and then you draw your conclusion. And if you have more questions and such, like, then you can come to me. Right. Um, because it's also about the space of asking, too. And I've dealt with a lot of the contrast of people who aren't aware of, like, you know, my spiritual practices um, or just the way I am like as an alpha female who is in touch with herself. And, you know, I've been told like, Oh, it's going to be hard for you to find someone. Oh, don't put your, your wounding on me. You know, <laughs> like, right, right. don't do, don't do that. Or like, Oh, you, um, you want to wear that? Or what are those crystals about? Listen, find your own version of self and, and you'll be fine. And let me do me. Um, but it can become very tiring. And that's why it's very important to find those like-minded people to give you that boost. Like, oh, I'm not the only one who feels like this. Like, yeah, you can be a loner. Yeah, you can walk your path. But you need your soul tribe. You need that. And and then it's like, well, I know I'm getting all of this opposition over here, which might be a predominant time of your experience. But I can go to such and such and get that whole boost of love to keep me grounded while I'm dealing with this experience over here. Right. Yeah. A lot, lot of wisdom there. Oh, thank you. But, it, but it's also wisdom that I know comes through experience. So, yes, I mean, that's kind of where that empathy is because it's like you've experienced it. So, you know, absolutely. And like I said, the biggest thing on my mind is like when I stand up to someone or if I stand up to some limiting belief in others or myself, I feel like there's someone who's out there who need that, you know, or it's even like the, the older version of me that didn't have that truth, you know, standing up for her. Like, I'm not going to allow anyone to do what I allow them to do to me anymore because I don't have to. Like, I literally wrote on my wall, like I got all these different little big poster papers and I write either some plans or some affirmations or I'll just do some kind of work on myself. And one of the biggest ones that came to my mind was I don't have to suffer. Right. That was mind blowing because 
the way I was brought up, my conditioning meant that I had to suffer. I had to take on people. And that's a past life experience too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, no, I, I have to do for me first. I don't have to do what you want me to do. I don't have to take on your burdens for the sake of um, spirituality. I feel like I had a really, really, um, I didn't really have a good understanding of my spiritual path. Uh, I was predominantly raised Baptist Christian and somewhere within those ideologies, I picked up the concept of suffering. Like, you know, like they do that, like still love them, you know, but the way I took that, it was like, don't stick up for yourself. Like it, it didn't register properly to me, but now doing more extensive research in myself and just in general learning, it's like, no, I, I can't stick up for myself. I can't have boundaries. Like the idea of what a spiritual person is back then to me is not the same now. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Let me ask you something that might seem out of, out of uh, left field, but I don't think it is. If you go back to your childhood, what would you say was your biggest fear when you were growing up? My biggest fear when I was growing up as a child was <clears throat> speaking my truth. Just, just why do you think that was? Because I got a lot of um, negative feedback when I did. I was like, for me, it was like if I said something that wasn't in agreement, I would get backlash, yelled at. Or in my eyes, punished, ridiculed. Um, yeah. Or um, another one is kind of, in a way, it kind of goes together. Um, I guess I would just say there wasn't a, a true safe space for a highly emotionally sensitive being, um, so I didn't feel safe emotionally, and that would go with speaking my truth. Right. Right. You yeah. can't be authentic. No, no. Like I can be myself, you know, like I had imaginary friends and my, my mom and dad and them know, knew it. They entertained <laughs> it. It was like, oh, draw the person like they, they gave me that, you know, they That's gave cool. me that liberation. But when it came to like very intimate things, um, emotionally things like how I perceived the experience there wasn't a safe space for that. It was like, get over it type of energy. Or like, if I spoke a truth that kind of triggered something, you know, the truth within them, it would be like, well, shut up or something like that. So I learned like to suppress how I felt. That's why I'm really great at writing. Cause that was where I can speak and you can't silence me there. Right. 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 <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to write a book on you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. But funny because it's true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, you want to, you want to get at me? Where's my pen? I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think writing is a big thing um, for a lot of people that don't have, don't feel like they could use their, their voice. Yes, it is. And that really came strong for me. Um, I went through like my first real dark night of the soul at 19. And nobody really knew. 
that I was going through that experience, um, that in depth. I, I kind of masked it well, um, but I was really suffering. And I was I was in insomnia for like 30 days. And there was a lot going on in my reality. It was just like a huge shift. Like my whole old paradigm just collapsed. And I just started writing. And But when I started writing, I was in like this emo golf type phase. So it was kind of like dark poetry. Yeah. But, but it was getting the emotions out. And I was on this site called Moco Space. I guess it's still around. And um, I was posting my writings on there. And people was like, oh, gosh, like, that's how I feel. And I was like, yes, I am a voice for the broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it all out there. And I found myself at a point I was talking. I must have been channeling something. I was talking in quotes. I was writing like six or seven poems in like an hour. I was writing stories like I just could not stop. But from there, it birthed me having like a couple of years later, I, I started my first website and then I really, really started to get more into writing. But I feel like if I didn't have that experience right there, I wouldn't have understood how important that was to my journey. Right. Yeah. Right. But the the downfall to that or maybe the negative side to that is being a voice for the broken is a, a lot to carry. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it is, you know, but then that's when I, I shifted it. I went from being a voice for the broken of like speaking on the brokenness to changing it. Like I'm learning a different way of writing where I'm going to like teach people when I launch my course official officially. Um, wording is so important to you know the subconscious like how we just process things right mm -hmm. and like I find you know I, I look at a lot of different healers and people who are in that uplifting community and their way of writing and there's some really good writers out there then there's some who are still kind of like ego like you could just I don't know if you ever but like you can just feel the ego in the writing right and it's like Mm, that's more personal because you have people out here who, I mean, I'm still struggling with like following my truth, you know, like when you channel in Pleiadians and stuff, that's kind of like, you really got to trust yourself. And I know, you know, right. Yeah. Cause you don't have nothing to go on in that aspect. Right. And so like, <laughs> you got to realize there's people out here who are struggling. And when you write something, they'll take it all of it as truth. And I, I struggle with that sometimes. And so you have to be careful of how you word things. Right. So I wanted to shift the platform to be more of speaking positive. But I like where I'm going now, where I'm going into this space where I'm just neutral. Like I'm not, I'm not giving you specifics. Oh, I get it out. Specifics on your situation per se. If I'm writing for the collective, you know, general collective writing. Yes. But I'm giving you tools to. Find that truth within yourself to take the pressure off of you so that you can actually embody what you're meant to get. Like some people can have like general messages that are so specific, you know, and it's like, you know, you'll, those who are in tune with it will find it. But then there's those who aren't will take on that truth and it might not be right for them. So, right, right. yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to do with my writing over the past probably year 
is to use we as much as possible to take out I and you yeah. as much as I can and see how where, how I can make it work with we. And a lot of times it works a lot better. Yeah. I like us. Us. I yeah. us. We and us. and Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Yeah, and, and but then we also got to understand, and I think it's for those who look up to us who are like being these spiritual writers. Like we're human too. We're learning too. You know, we are having experience as well. So we're gonna make mistakes along the way. You know, we're we're still gonna uplift, but you gotta hold space for us to get it wrong too, right? Right. right. And and not put so much pressure and you know sometimes there's some people who who just need like someone something some kind of savior right and it's like you gotta draw the line you know I'm not that for you like I'm a reflector of your truth but I don't want to be you (laughs) if that makes sense and you have to kind of learn through living or, or you have to learn from your mistakes and if you're not making mistakes you're not learning, you know, you still have to right. test things. <laughs> we're, we're, it's st- there's a science behind living. <laughs> it's trial and error. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm learning to be more open to the error part. Um, I won't say that I'm not on some level, if I don't tame it properly, a perfectionist, you know, that's fine. <laughs> you got to know your shadow and your light. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really pride myself off being real. Like, if you have a conversation with me, I'm not going to just tell you all my good parts. I'm going to tell you my not-so-good parts, too. But, um, yeah, that was a huge thing for me where I actually wrote along with the I don't have to suffer. You know, it's okay for me to make mistakes. And, again, that goes back with the conditioning throughout my experience, um, not even just childhood, because um, I, I, my parents did the best they could, and I appreciate them for what they've done. And I, I love them that they're still in my life, you know. Um, but throughout my experiences with other people, it's it can be like you make a mistake and there's a really big deal about it. Yeah. So it's like you don't want to ever feel like the child inside, right, doesn't want to ever feel that feeling again. Like, oh, gosh, I'm getting in trouble because I made a mistake. Yeah. But then you realize it's like, no, that's what people do. Right, right. <laughs> I don't have to be perfect. Matter of fact, let me take that off. I feel a little better. <laughs> right. It's how, it's how you react to your to the mistakes, or and it's how you fix them. Absolutely, yes. And I'm learning. Like, I feel that I had a lot of criticism more so than constructive feedback. So really, really like giving guidelines is important to people. Like. I'll explain to someone like, okay, this is my way. If you want to tell me something, this is a way that it will be best received by me. Like, I need to understand the place you're coming from. I don't have a problem with anyone helping me. Like, I I need that. But if you're coming from a place of like putting me down, like that's not that's not like feedback. That's really bad criticism. Right. And that's something I experienced a lot, but I didn't know. And that goes to self-esteem issues lack of confidence in self and not knowing my power and not knowing that I can set boundaries and I don't have to take what's being given to me all the time just because I attracted it. Do you think that when you receive criticism or when you react negatively to criticism, 
it's it's more so much your projection of their the that other person's actual critique than like what they're actually like I think we make a bigger deal of it ourselves just like you say it's just that we've done something wrong and then that inner child feels like shit you know like oh no I made a mistake and it's really not even that bad of a mistake and it's not even that bad of a criticism but we just go into that reaction of I I feel like that's a truth but I feel like I've come to a point within myself where I do a lot of like I call it microprocessing, like within conversations, um, because I'm really big on communication and holding space for others. So I really uh, like will assess that inside myself, but I also assess with the other person. So for me, more so, whereas like negative criticism, if you are screaming, you know, like the, the obvious sign, right, right. like you're 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 talking down. Like you, you'll know the difference between, okay, this person could just be someone that's highly passionate in expression, but you know, they got your back over someone who's just like not seeing your point of view, like not giving you the space of like, it's okay. And just like blasting on you, you know? Right. Right. And, and me learning that those instances of someone just consistently only seeing the negative part of it or the part that's in need of healing like I don't have to I don't have to take that there's a way that you can speak it there's a way that we can go about it but if that's your dominant way of connecting to me I'm not going to allow myself to be put in that position because you're not helping me you know your your criticism is not leading to something better you're just pointing out the quote-unquote obvious but no that's just a reflection of you because it shows me how you see yourself and that that's a heavy weight to have on yourself. So, yeah. Right. And I think you're probably like me, probably when somebody comes at you like that, it's a lot easier to take because you can just turn it off than somebody who's more, almost like quietly disappointed. You know? Yeah. And that comes with a lot of, you know, trial and error. Right. 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 You know, like before I would just suffer in silence all the time. Like I, I, I mean, I'm just really and I'll be 30 next month. And literally four weeks. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> a month um, early. Yes, right? <laughs> the first one to say it, I appreciate it. But I'm literally just getting into this whole speaking up for myself, this whole um, boundaries and like really putting, I don't know, like holding space for myself within connections, you know? And so sometimes there's some instances where i we'll slip back into the old mindset and just nix it. Right. right. But then I'll be, I, I will get upset with myself. Cause it's like, no, that was an opportunity for me to stand in my power, you know, a little bit more firm. Like that person doesn't, I didn't really conceptualize how I felt or what the experience was with that person. So then I'll have to process that, take myself through the whole self love type of thing. And if it's something that's really, really big, I might approach the person again, but if not, I'll take it as a learning experience. I'm like, okay, here's another chance to stand in your power. And, you know, something else I've learned, like, I don't have to agree with people. Um, I don't have to just hold the space of, you know, hey, we're good. Don't want to make any waves. Like, it's okay to make some waves. Like, they have a very strong opinion. Like, the sensitive soul in me still 
kind of like learning how to navigate with people who have very strong opinions, even when their opinions aren't really the best or it's not serving them. But it's because they're so strong with it. It's like, oh, gosh, that's that got to be a truth. <laughs> right, right, right. and then you go do research and it's like that, that no I was right but I'm not so like aggressive or passionate with it all the time so learning in those instances with those type of people that you know what that's they're just passionate you know it's not personal and it's like well I don't agree with that and if they hold space for me in in the conversation to not agree then it's all right if they don't hold space for me, then it's okay too. I'll just, you know, remove myself from the toxic situation. You you, you mentioned that you were just coming out of a period of self-love. Yes. What was that like? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk of the fun parts. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fun parts would be the liberation. I started to, um, started to, love my body more started to take more pictures of just being nude <laughs> you know and, and and enjoying that um I started to be more expressive like I find myself sometimes struggling with this expectation of what a woman should and shouldn't be and continuously breaking that mold of being the type of woman that I am called to be not your version and, you know, showing up more authentic in that manner, like there's still like some kind of societal like barrier of you being wild and free as a woman. It's like, what is that? What are you doing? You know, right. <laughs> tone it down. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't have to. I like to twerk at the grocery store. That's my business. You know, <laughs> like that's me. I'm honoring my inner stripper. Like, let me be, you know. Right, right. And so like. That was a plus, honoring that part of myself, speaking whatever I felt, and just being more chill and relaxed. The other part was the deeper healing. And I'm still, you know, it's layers to healing. Um, Understanding, like, how many times I let myself down and, like, the times that I didn't stand up for myself and the things that I overlooked for the sake of low self-esteem, you know? And it was like, what in me? Like, I ask myself sometimes, and, and that's when you know you're up level and when you can get to this point of asking this question. What in me, like, thought that was okay? Like, are you kidding me? Like, there's not too much that has shifted with me. You know, I lost a little bit of weight around the waist. I'm feeling that. But overall, there's not a lot right. of things that shifted in me. Um, but it's just your perception mindset, of yourself. Yes. And it's like, you know, sometimes I'll have a really high day where it's like, I've overcome this thing. But then sometimes, like, I'll read something or see something and it, it'll trigger it. And then it's like, Ugh, I got to go under the cover for a little bit. Let that wound come up. And then, all right, I'll go back out there. So it was just more of an enlightening experience. I feel like spirit has me and still kind of um, in this cocoon. Like I was kind of like in this healing period. It was like replenish yourself, love yourself, get to know yourself. Like I spent all of my life getting to know others and what they need and what they wanted and, you know, showing up in the world to be this whatever for everyone else i never had that time and it's like yeah i moved out here and this is the time you're like okay you live on your own like no i jumped right into others again and so spirit was like well before we up level you to where you're going like you need for once in your life to get to know you right so you spent some time getting to know yourself yes i did i did and it's been 
something I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change at all. Um, the lessons I've learned, the wisdom that I've acquired, um, the the chance to, you know, go back to the drawing board, like what I thought the vision was for my business um, has changed. The approach has changed. Uh, and if I would have just jumped in, I it wouldn't have blossomed. It's, it wouldn't have the foundation that it's having um, still being created um, if I would have just went from that phase to the next. So a pause is needed in life. <laughs> right. And if you would have just jumped in at that time and it not succeeded the way you wanted to, the you wanted it to, the perfectionist in you might have just shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. It might, yeah. It might have. Um, one thing I like about myself is I, I call myself strategic and, you know, sometime I can be the turtle. <laughs> and so I won't really move until, you know, I get all that's necessary. Like I'm in no race. Like, you know, if you jump into things really quickly, it doesn't have a foundation all the time. And then what? So I don't mind biting my time and getting all the knowledge that I need. Um, so I feel like what would have happened is I would have been in the process of like, um, operating, but still needing that time to build and it just wouldn't have flowed, you know, it'd have been like, well, I'm already out here. Let me do it this way. But, uh, that didn't work. Like I should have worked a little bit more on this vision or develop this tool a little bit different, but now I don't have the time to do that as much. So it wouldn't be as quality. Right. As it's going to be. Yeah. California is a weird place. It takes a, <laughs> it takes a few years to acclimate to California, I think, and 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 really find be comfortable. I've I've been out here about eight years, and I'm finally okay. feeling like I don't know. When we first got out here, it was like how how are all these people doing it? You know, how are they living? so expensive to be out here you know <laughs> right 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 and then but it takes a few years to kind of get yourself into how it all works and and then yeah. um i don't know it's just weird it's a, it's a weird place where did you come from i came from salt lake city from utah okay and that was a big change so I understand. It was it was definitely a big change coming from the East Coast here. Um, but I am so glad that I grew up where I did and acquired the skills that I did because it's definitely going to be an advantage um, to being out here. Um, but I do appreciate the more laid back kind of climate here sometimes right and um the more welcomeness to um consciousness right it just feels yeah. like every second is an opportunity they're just yes. everywhere you yeah. never know you never know who you're going to bump into on any day like there's a, a place that i go and when i went it was like a lake whatever and people were drumming, and I was like, this is heaven. This has to be the gates to heaven. I am dying, and I'm happy about it because this is awesome. They got hula hoops and chalk and what? <laughs> the sun was shining. I was like, this is 5D. Thank you. <laughs> and and I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I kept going back because it, it just, I just couldn't believe it. You know, like, it's such a great, like, I look at, energy right 
And so like the East Coast is masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. And then the West Coast is more feminine energy. So, you know, I had to build my masculinity on the East Coast. But now that I'm here, I'm learning my femininity. And that creates the whole balance individual, right? Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And, yeah, and it's like, okay, like that grit mentality, like I can make it anywhere. You know, you got to have both. Yeah, you can't live all up in the clouds all the time. You got to. And when the going gets tough, that that East Coast come out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, coming from Salt Lake City is the same thing. It's basically... Utah is basically a, a patriarchy. <laughs> it's, a, it's their ah. system, you know? And so it is very masculine there, or at least masculine-dominated. Yeah. And so it's the same thing to come out here. Like Maybe that's what's been weird to me, is just learning how to slow down a little bit. Yes, that is what was weird. I was like, wait, so this is not urgent? This is a, <laughs> I, can, I can chill? Okay, I've never done this before, I, but I, all right. There's just so many men... <laughs> during the day out doing things and it's like why aren't these guys at work you know yeah. i was trying to figure like, out how they manage that how are you able to walk your dog at like two and a half <laughs> what do you do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i also think like with the expense sometime i'm like how do you have two vehicles in a home <laughs> right, right wow what do you do for a living <laughs> and then they're just normal things yeah it's like okay i mean the pricing <laughs> took a, a while to get you know Adjusted to, I was like, "Whoa, all right, I I just gotta buy everything in the east and tell them to ship it over." <laughs> <laughs> Can't do this, but yeah, you do get adjusted to it, and um, you know, it's also just removing the whole old paradigm. Like, you know, I I, I try to catch myself, and I sometimes catch others when somebody somebody says something is expensive. You know, it's like, uh, uh-uh, don't say that. Because if it's meant for you to have, you'll have it. Now, we can acknowledge that it exceeds your your abundance right now, but it's not expensive, whereas, like, outside of your reach, like, you can have it. Like, the universe can make it happen. And I think a lot of times, at least for myself, the biggest thing was I don't have to go make it all happen. Like, I'll see something I want, and it's like, all right, let me figure out how I'm going to do this. But then the universe will bring it to me, and I'm like, oh, so I don't have to do everything? Right, right. Just slowing wow. down and waiting for it to for the right time. Yeah, and being being open to things happening in alternative ways. Right. Like, that was a blow for me. Like one day I came home and there was a printer by my door and I was like, Whoa, I didn't have to buy that? Somebody gave it away? What? <laughs> what is this abundance level I'm going into? This is I don't understand this. <laughs> but I'm liking it. Yeah. And then the next day I came and it was a refrigerator. I'm like, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I can use a couch. Let's go. Where is it? I like it. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. Too funny. Oh. So so what are you what are what's the, what are these projects you have going on? Do you are you are you in a place that you can talk about them or are Oh you... yes I can. Okay. <laughs> Let's, let's come back to the present. What are you working on right now? Right, so I am launching um, my business on a higher platform, London Wolf Healing. Um, I'm an LLC now. Hey, hey, <laughs> so... Congratulations, you're a corporation. Yeah, right? <laughs> you Thank finally have you. some rights in America. Okay. 
But in order for me to make what I want, I gotta legalize it. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> yep. so I'm official now. They can find me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's different components. Like I wanted to step out of the realm of just doing like channel readings on like emails and stuff I wanted to be more intimate so I'm going back into like the one-on-one coaching with people so in some ways I'll be offering um a goddess type of session where people who want to learn about that shakti sexual energy that they are and express it in ways that serve them um I'm launching a platform for men who want to come into their spirituality i feel there's not a lot of support out here for men in the conscious community and that's not good that's why a lot of them are really you know suffering in silence because they don't know how to go about getting information you know um then i love reading energy so i'm gonna do some master classes i'm gonna offer two master classes a month and one will be catered towards the masculine energy. So if you're someone who um, are really into a project or a career transition, like you really want to get on that master class and understand how that energy is supporting you, whether you need to go back to the drawing board or you, you can move forward. Then the other master class will talk about this, the feminine aspect. So what is supporting you with gaining more awareness and um understanding your spiritual power and then i'm also going to be offering a component um because i have a lot of experience in education where i will be going into schools and working with teachers and getting them to understand their own inner child to be able to relate more to students and build that social emotional bond which is so important. Like it can't just be about academia. You can't just keep processing numbers or letters, whatever, into a child and all this systematical testing. You know, that's that's for a robot. If you develop that bond with that child and also see how that child's reflecting back to you, and I can give you tools to help with your wellness and give you tools that I've learned throughout my years of um, being in teaching and um, running after school programs, it, it'll foster a better relationship. So those are some components to the um, new platform that I'll be offering. There's one thing that I kept, like people love my open letters from the universe, but now you're going to be able to have that one-on-one with me where we get to talk about it opposed to me sending you a message. So I'm excited about it. Um, I put a lot of heart and soul into building this and it's really more so a building of me. So people will get a more intimate experience of me. And I'm passionate about the work that I do, brother, because I've learned all those things through my experience. So it's not like, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, this, this could work. Like it's a proven formula because of whatever. No, this is really what I went through. I know what you are. I'm relatable. And I'm going to share with you what worked. But in order for anything that I do, you have to be consistent to make it be, you know, powerful and impactful for yourself. Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Is that going to be like the one-on-one sessions? Will that be, can you do it online or yes, like Skype or FaceTime or something? So I'll be using um, Google Zoom. Okay. Um, I really like that application a lot, but we always got backup Skype. We got Google <laughs> Hangouts. 
you know it'd be glitches in, in um technology but we got backup <laughs> that's right <laughs> so that's right it will be offered in that and then eventually um well i do want to uh i plan on doing a retreat a goddess type of retreat in the summertime um that one will be in person um it's really big how I want to do it in terms of like location, but I'm going to wait a little bit, maybe around April I'll hint about it, but just know that will be like a goddess retreat this summer. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So how do we find you? So as of now, um, if anyone is on Instagram, they can follow London.wolf, wolf with an E, dot healing. And um, I'll be there posting all the time. Or they can um, go on Facebook and just Google Wolf Healing. Again, it's Wolf, W-O-L-F-E, Healing, um, H-E-A-L-I-N-G. And those are the two platforms that you can really, really find me right now. And once I launch my website, then they'll get to see all of the services and connect with me even more. Awesome. Awesome. You took a little break from uh, Instagram there for a while. Uh, yes, while I back. did. I'm so glad you're back. I was, went out <laughs> looking you. for you, and I was like, she hasn't posted in months. <laughs> yes, I had to go, brother. I had to get up out of there. I just needed to, like, I wanted to focus more on, like, building um, the brand and things as such, and I was like, I don't have the space to um, channel to be of service to people and that was where I can do that so I was like I gotta go in the background but then in October um with that Venus retrograde and such I was like I think I'm ready like I had my post in draft for a while I was like I don't know <laughs> like I don't know what's gonna happen when I do this but I received an overwhelming amount of support and love and I thought it it was just going to be like an in and out, but I was like, mm, you've been posting for a while the last couple of months, London. You, you back. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. I understand. I, I've, I've done a complete makeover of my Instagram persona in the past yes, couple I see. months as well. So you have to. Yes. You, you gotta, do. You got to keep it fun. I just like, Sometimes I want to change my name, but I'm like, it's on my business card. Yeah, so I, don't know. <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything about that. So I'll just have to change, right. <laughs> change my picture. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. I really, we need to talk more. When the rambling days are over and the gambling days are through. When my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through, if you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you.